I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Talk of the Terrors podcast, where my old friend, Average Joe Miller from Not The View, joins me for a chat about Palestine, the ongoing anti-Irish, anti-Catholic bigotry witnessed in Glasgow from Georgia Street to Ibrox and back again. And we'll also look back at the season from hell we just witnessed. Well, folks, welcome back to Talk from the Terrace. And I'm joined again by my good friend over in Glasgow, Average Joe Miller. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well, mate. A week all day celebrating <sighs> a Monday night. I'm on the water, Joe, because... Uh, I do my drinking now on a Saturday. Sunday is recovery and then back to work Monday. Uh-huh. Have you been out walking today? I see you've got a big red coupon again. Yeah, I actually think, I, I think I didn't forget to put my sun cream on today, Joe. Um, I, only had it on, <laughs> I only had it on my nose. I have a, I have a thing, right? Be, and Irish people get this, right? This is the truth. And it's called Celtic or Celtic acne. And when I went to the doctor, I said, look, I says, every time I go on my holidays to Spain, my nose is all pimples. And what story? And he said, that's called Celtic acne. He says, you get it from too much drinking, too much sun. He says, very good right. for Irish people. <laughs> but it's actually, and I said, it's not called Celtic acne. And he goes, it, it is. He says, and he got it open the computer and printed it off me. And he said, there you go. So he sent me off to get prescription cream because, and unlike you, we don't have an NHS and I had to take a small mortgage out to buy the cream. <laughs> <laughs> After I paid him 55 quid for, for his knowledge. So, yeah. um, and that's a thing, Joe, before we, before we get start talking football, that's a, that's a thing, right? You've had, you've had the elections over there now. The SNP seems to be going from strength to strength. The independence uh, is definitely on the agenda for Scotland again. But if you get independence, Joe, do you lose the NHS? Because no, we don't. That's all. That's all. You keep keep everything. Yeah, yeah keeping that going. Yeah, because I I, I, I've heard a few whispers that, and that maybe that's a bit of scaremongering, is it from the from the Un- unionists? Yeah, stay, stay Britain, Britain for. Uh, uh, there's a lot of scaremongering going about 
you know, but see at the end of the day, if it's a if it's a price in the pocket and and people can afford if I can afford if people can afford it's it's a price to pay for independence. You know, it's I wouldn't mind having to pay extra for the NHS. It's uh, certainly getting ransacked just now by the UK government. It's ridiculous what's going on with it. So uh, I think a lot of people in Scotland totally support. Well, they do support the NHS. They know the job that they're doing. They know they have to pay for it. And it's not free because you pay through your taxes, etc. So it's not free as such. But certainly we'd rather uh, my money and Scotland's money going to the NHS than a big fucking bomb just up the road from me here. You know, fast lane. They, they travel through during the night. Most, well, most, most times they, tr- they do the warheads and the stuff during the night when nobody's awake and can't see it. Travelling through the city and through areas all the way up there, you know. So we've got nuclear weapons in Scotland as part of the union I'll fucking park them down in London if they want them. Not, not here. So, anyway, that's a part of the political broadcast for you. So, I take it, Joe, you got out and voted. Sorry? I take it you got out and voted. Always, I always vote. Um, I don't, I understand some people's arguments saying, uh, oh, it's, it's not worth it. Who's, there's nobody really there that represents me. There's, um, they're all the same, blah, blah, blah. But you need to vote still. Now, fucking, wasn't that long ago women died to get the vote and I think a lot of people dismiss it a bit but I always vote even if it's a local election general election whatever and now just now it's for independence growing up it was it was communist party and they were always standing and socialist parties and the socialists uh, are still standing so there's always something out there you shouldn't a vote is your way of trying to change things, you know. And I get the arguments people have about it, but you should always vote, always. Yeah, I always vote, Joe, uh, over here, and we are um, we don't have we don't have a health service like you have over there. We have uh, a two tier yeah. health system, which you pay your taxes, you still pay to go to see the doctor, or you can have private health care, which is which is defeats the purpose really of paying your taxes. But yeah. there you go, um, Joe. I'm looking at my notes here. The league's over. Thank God. Oh, fuck. How bad was that? Watching that Hibs v Celtic. I was like watching walking football. <laughs> it's just how was that? It's about, I was fucking hitting the side of my illegal screen going, is that, is, is that starting? Is that actually moving? You know, it was awful. What an awful end to a season. It's funny you should mention Marcus football. I was watching the father Ted the other day when um, it was the the, the pensioners <laughs> game. <laughs> Just when you said that, I thought of it. That was more entertaining than that nonsense at the weekend. Jeez, it was bad. But again, a couple of good chances. Maybe should have scored. Don't do it. And it just fades away to nothing. Yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's the story of the season. But Joe, we've, you know... We, we, you know, we, it's just I can't explain it's, it's, it's annoying you know because I know we're laughing at it now we're getting over it a bit but deep down there's still a lot of anger there about how it all came about from from the board getting into the, the last few seasons um, 
since Brendan Rodgers left uh, and the kind of downhill we've went since then and they could have avoided a lot of a lot of this happening and the last time I was on your show uh, we were talking about the upcoming FA uh, the Scottish Cup game uh, away to that mob at Ibrox and I said I didn't want it to be a case of playing quite well creating chances and then going oh we, we were the better team but we, we, were, we still had the Scottish Cup to play for and we never did anything to really go and get it we, we still had John Kennedy there still had played the same players still playing the same formation and we were all just to suck it you know we next week's the Scottish Cup final here and fair play to have since St Johnston in the final but we should have been striving for that and the players and management and the board didn't seem to bother so that that is kind of galling again and it's kind of when, when the cup is on next week I'll be fuming that we are not in it you know yeah um, and you mentioned Rogers there like that we haven't you know we've gone backwards since since Rogers left and he he lives a he lives a cup down in England, and I, I was looking at a bit the build up to it, Joe. And he was interviewed. They interviewed two Leicester fans, and it was really refreshing because they were asking him, "Do you want, you know, Champions League football, top four football, or do you want the cup?" And they were saying, "You know, we want the cup. No, oh, this mm. is what fans go for." And most English teams, like the priority is to stay within that Premier League because that's where the money mm-hmm. is. So they don't really care about the Cups. Well, it's not that they don't care, but they don't. But yeah, it's the fans that are left behind. You know, like yeah. what fan does want sac- to be in the Cup sac- final? Yeah, yeah, they'll sacrifice a Cup to stay in the league. You know, and it's... Uh, it's, it's a shame the way that, that tournament down there has went as well. Um, usually it'd be a big occasion. FA Cup, Scottish Cup, same day. You'd be flicking watching to see who's who's on. I used to get an interest in English football then. I, I couldn't have told you who was in the cup final, uh, the FA Cup, until I, I seen it. Uh, I seen a bit of it on TV. I, I couldn't have told you who the finals were. And likewise, I can't tell you who's the top two in the league just now. I, I, I would hazard a guess, but I couldn't even tell you. That's how much interest I take in that league now. It's just, it's, it's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I suppose, and the way football's gone now, we've got a Champions League final with two teams from England who are not the champions, or were not the champions last year of the league. So, and we have UEFA giving out about the Super League when they've just, they've created the Super League. Yeah, I know. I know, it's... All, all the all the people care kind of moaning about that uh, happening is it's just ridiculous, you know. These are the same people that accept that countries champions can't get straight into the Champions League. You know, they think it's actually gold. You know, be it from Ireland or, or Scotland or any other small nations. You know, we, we're we're treated differently by uh, the powers that be in the Champions League, and it's a joke. You know, it's a trademark should be against their name for calling it Champions League when, especially when the first ever final of two teams that weren't even champions of the league. You know, that that was crazy. Uh, it's a, it's a bit like the Americans calling 
the, their sport the world series when the world doesn't take part in it. Yeah, they don't let the Cubans play in, in the World Series because they're the best at baseball. Yeah, for, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, on your way for okay, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit on something here from the FA Cup final. So we've got we've got uh, what's going on in Palestine has always been bad, but it's it's really bad now, Joe. And we had we had a couple of the Leicester players, you know, photographed with the flag, and I seen the flag in the crowd, and it was great to see fans back in the stadium watching football. It really was. I know it was it, some was spread out, but all the Leicester fans seemed to be together. Like you know, the COVID, the COVID restrictions was it to win. No, they were they were celebrating that win, and and I did see someone with a Palestinian flag, and obviously it was there to give to the boys, and they went on to the they, they you know it was they were photographed after the game. Now I don't know if your wife are going to find them because they certainly find Celtic when when we displayed Palestinian flags in in the standing section. And then we have we have the club coming out saying that the Green Brigade tried to um hijack Scott Brown's uh, going away game by putting up Palestinian flags. And it was displayed that he should have left if UEFA was going to fine us. Yeah, okay, we'll pay the fine. Just like why make it why make it you know, an issue out of it that do it like, mm-hmm. because all the stuff that was given in for the Scott Brown stuff was was lost in the stadium because of the big corporate panels. There was no area really; mm-hmm. they were just spread everywhere. And unless I'm sure it meant something to Scott Brown, but as a TV spectacle, you couldn't see any display. Yeah, to fella didn't notice it. To be honest, the Scott Brown stuff. But that's that's the thing with Celtic men. They come out and. Um, they put out the famine uh, top commemorating the famine. You know what? Let's get real. It wasn't a famine. The Brits, the Brits had plenty of food. They, they were trying to kill off the Irish. You know, Mass and, genocide. Yeah, of course it was. And, and for it, it's still get called the famine, the great famine and all that now. The great famine. Fucking using the word like great with it. It wasn't. There was plenty of food to just let people starve. You know, I seen a list of what they were, uh, was shipped out, and uh, I think it was a cork uh, the same day. One of the mass, uh, one of the biggest uh, days of the, the famine when a lot of people died, and I uh, say I'm using famine, but it's masses of food was transported out the country. So, and then, but that, that kind of gets me a bit Celtic, the way you know, and uh, all of us, we we, we kind of conditioned to call it the famine. It wasn't. The Brits knew what they were doing. But you know that more than me. You're over there as well. Maybe, maybe you don't know more than me as in... I think people in general just kind of get conditioned into saying it as the family and then it's gone the next day. But it should be played in their minds all the time. And it should be remembered properly, not not with this kind of pussyfooting around uh, with the British government done at the time, you know? Yeah, well, it's in the history books as the famine, but the history books, you know, seem to be, um, they seem to be, they seem to be wrote in, in a way that doesn't offend anyone, you know what I mean? But that's, yeah. that, that, that's the, this, you know, like, this is the history. I know, I know my history and I know that, um, I know Ireland, we've never invaded anywhere, you know. We've been invaded by plenty. You know, we had the Vikings and then we had the Brits, but, 
Yeah, it, it, it was mass genocide. And I, and I did see someone had, had commented on social media and I said, yeah, they're calling it right here. But, and yeah, and, but like, all this, you know, you know, Black Lives Matter, the boys taking the knee and everything, and, and very welcome. But there's no one taking the knee for the Palestinians, you know, because it's, it's no. not, because there's, because the Israeli state is too powerful. You know, one thing they've done is grab the media uh, quickly. And they've done it. They've been doing it for years, but they really do have a grip over the media uh, throughout the world. And and that's why they bombed AP and uh, Al Jazeera building just the other day, because they know that's where it matters is to get their side across and stop anybody else's. Now, and, and as soon as you talk about this subject as well, you. You need to be careful because in the back of your mind, people right away will say you're against the Jewish people and they start pointing fingers and all And then you're not against Jewish people. You're against the, you're against the Zionist government. There, I'm against loads of governments. Right? Well, I've been plenty against, against my own government here. It's not against the actual people. It's it's a, it's a state-run government. It's, it's doing it, and they control the media so much that we could go. Jeremy Corbyn, for example, he was out protesting in the street against uh, fascism and everything, and he's, he's been absolutely massacred as being uh, uh, anti-Jewish. That was one of the major plays they'd done on him, and, and backed all over the media here. It's a freaking shame for that man. That, and, and, and hung out by members of his own party as well. Exactly. Well, that's, that's the thing. That's all they kept playing on was as anti-Semitism and, and the Labour Party just think where's that comfy you know and where is it you know but it never really got shown as there you go there's the proof it's just a lot of individuals who spoke out against the Israeli state were, were labelled with this and, that, and that's the way it is and it's a, it's a shame because it is, as I know you, you want to talk about it because as I say I went I went to CCLT over there twice and some of the people are just like you and I, they're great people. There's a lot of great people there who don't agree with their governments. Yeah, and there is teams over there, Joe, um, that will have left-wing um, fans. Yeah, of course they do. And but, but they even even a lot of the left-wing uh, organisations over there are getting clamped down by by their government because it's seen as being too. Is too left and, and and being pro Palestinian as well to get because a lot of the, a lot of ones I spoke to and a lot of people and over there that were saying that they're going Palestinians have got the right to be here just as much as, as if I, I've got the right to sit here and, and these people were saying this and you just think that's not the message that comes across when, when it's, it's it's getting so, the, it's, they're so right wing the Israelis now the government and the the, the push for it. Is this so right wing? It's and it's kind of hard to get your head going. How can that? How can they be right wing? Because everything they associate with right wing is fascism, the Nazis, all the rest. And you just think, how can they go that way? But that's the way they're going. They're going. They're totally right wing. And you, you, you as you mentioned, you've been there twice. But the last time you were there, Joe, um, that was the Bear Shave again. Yeah. And you, you went into, you went into the, into Palestine. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
just first of all, a lot of people said to us, uh, why are you going why are you going there and why would you ever visit that state? Blah blah blah. And I says, Well, I've been I, I go to Ireland quite a lot and I go to occupied six counties quite a lot. So uh, and I, I've said to some of it, well, you even go over to the occupied six, so why would you not boycott that state? You know. But it was a Celtic game, and plus we were going down to the camps as well. So it was I wanted to educate myself and see it. Uh, you know, you can only get these chances every so often. So anyway, you, we, we went to the game and it was straight after the obviously the home game and we had the fine and all the Palestinian flags up and all that and support the, the, the people there. And we were kind of apprehensive. We, we went to Tel Aviv and we stayed there. We'd been there before. Speaking, speaking to, when we walked into the hotel, it was Scott who writes for more than eight minutes as well, a contributor. And uh, we he used to be, he hasn't, but there hasn't been in a way days we haven't heard from well, him. Well, that's the thing. No, is now. But we were, and, and immediately we were talking to the people at reception and they says, oh, you're for a Christ will we say it we went yeah we're all for the Celtic game there's Reba travelling down later alright um, oh, he's done a, a great conversation got his brother out and we sat and spoke about it absolutely amazing this was us just arrived and this was in Tel Aviv and the guy was as nice as night he was, in, he was talking about it he's gone oh, right wing government and all that and I'm anti-fascist and left wing and, and, and this is a kind of conversation and right away I just felt yeah, I have to come over and see things like this. I need to tell other people about it. But um, we were fine, and then we went down, drove down to, the, uh, to, Be- to Beersheba, and that was a totally different atmosphere. They were, they were up for us big time, and um, the attitude was totally different. We kind of tell, we ended up in the same hotel as the Celtic team, which we didn't, didn't know at the time that was happening, but that was good meeting up with the players. And, uh, the staff and that, and just chilling a bit, and then went to the game. We got a taxi to as near as Damit to the, the the ground, and got told, "Well, we can't go any further. You need to walk." And we're like, oh, "Fuck, we're on cars." And we thought, "Shit, that's more we're going to kill us." But they were already on the ground. The place was deserted, and it was about fifteen minute walk to the ground. So not to be there. Basically, we're all on the ground. So we get in. And obviously, you know about the game and all the rest. I'll not get into that. But uh, after tense the match, <laughs> big celebrations. A tense game, oh, with big, big celebrations. Craig, uh, Craig, Craig Gordon said the penalty it was crucial that that night. That was a, a big one. But anyway, at the game, and Bruni does a selfie at the end, and virtually everybody else went on a bus and back up to Tel Aviv. It was laid on bus. Uh, myself, Scott. Michael, Michael Pringle and his lovely uh, wife, Stacey, the four of us were out and going, well, we're going back to Beersheba. Guys, cops, what? No, <laughs> stay here, I'll get you a taxi. So we eventually, taxi came and all that, and we got in it and drove through the cordon and Beersheba fans were all waiting on us, seen us in the taxi and went for us. <laughs> tried, to, tried to get in his cab and all that, you know, we'll lie to the driver, get your foot down, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so that was that, got us back into the, the, the town and we just thought, 
don't, don't really fancy going out to town tonight. Uh, we've been out earlier during the day, it's fine, no problems, but just didn't fancy going out in the town that night, Beersheba. Uh, just went back to the hotel, a few beers, and then next day we went all down the coast uh, near uh, Jordan and then up to uh, Jerusalem and into the the Arab side of it all and drove down into Bethlehem and uh, that was the 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 people there because they knew were Celtic fans and they they were unbelievable the way they came over to us and spoke about how good the the display was the Green Brigade display they didn't know it was a Green Brigade they just knew it was Celtic fans same thing in a way but um, didn't know it was a group that done it but they were so proud that somebody actually was thinking about them. That's what they were saying. We didn't feel alone. We actually thought there's people that do think about us or, or, or try to make an issue about our play. And there's one wee guy who said to me, he goes, oh, what happened with the football? I says, oh, we were shite last night. He goes, in my neighbourhood, silence. Now, as he was there, he's going, silence. You could hear the Celtic game on the TVs. And this was around his area. And I said, oh, was it on the TV? He's got just in streams and all that. I said, no, okay. He's going, oh, what a worry, what a worry. And he, they were wanting Celtic to win just because we did a wee bit, a wee bit of thing for them. And that's all we did. We flew the flags and gave them a bit of support. And it meant a world to them. It meant they weren't forgotten about. You know, and that, that oh, inside, you, you could cry, you know. Just a wee thing like that made a difference to these people. So uh, all around it, and it's that wall they've got separate down in Bethlehem, and when they've got that wall separating the, the two places, and it's horrendous. It's, it's you think after the Berlin Wall being down and all that, and and, and it's unusual arguments that the Israeli state put out there. It's to protect ourselves. It's to do, but it's just pushing people at the ghettos and, and trying to push the, the Palestinians tighter and tighter away. And, and, and as we know now, they're, they're, they're going into houses and taking them over and pushing the, 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 the rightful owners out of the houses and demolishing houses. So this is what's going on there. And so when we went up to... Uh, uh, Jerusalem uh, the day after and uh, again I've been to Jerusalem before I love all the history and all that and it's divided into four quarters and the guide was taking his own talk away and again he was talking about Celtic and when we said what we were over for and uh, he was coming out with the same stuff he's going to watch it on the TV we were all talking about it all our neighbours we were all talking about it and it's a, it's a lovely city but they are getting forced out of that as well and it's, it's ridiculous that the world isn't doing anything about it. It's because they're not good. They really don't have any friends as such. And the Israeli government are working on the Egyptians and all the other Arab states and who would usually always come out and support the Palestinians straight away. And they're all, they're all getting worked on big time to stop supporting the Palestinians and uh, making it worth their while not to. It's, it's a crying shame because they're just normal people, you know. They're, they're not all these Hamas terrorists as every every media outlet portrays them. It's, it's a crying shame, but it was it was such a trip. It was it meant the football 
for us is the main thing and we, we think oh that, that's it but Christ that, that came so so much above it you know so much above that result just seeing that and seeing what a wee gesture done itself in part did for these people amazing it's just a pity Joe that um, the people who are charged with running our club now didn't realise that you know that was a gesture and it would have yeah. meant it would have meant so much and at a time where we're so far removed from the board we are really so far removed we're just not on the same hymn sheet at all mm. and like if they just had to just you know let's just the fans have put that up you know the fans that paid a hard earned cash to, to, not to get into the stadium you know let's just leave it Mm. And it's it's a solidarity statement, and they go no, yeah. take it down. And then the fact that they didn't just take it down quietly, they went out of their way to to, to tell the world that they tried to hijack the Scott Brown. He's going yeah. away, like you know, know. they made a huge and he, he just the PR system, Joe, is just broken. Yeah, but not asking. I don't think anybody's asking the the Celtic board to come out and think what I think and think. Well, other people think they're guys, but but just show a bit of common sense and a bit of decency because they know what a lot of fans think. They know kind of what we our politics are. I'm not saying come out and wave the flag officially, but don't don't trample all over us, especially after what happened with the Bear Shiver thing. We had uh, uh, what's the guy who used to be. Was it Pink Floyd guy had it in the back of his screen and all that? And he, he was making a point for these are football fans, Celtic fans, are massive publicity of that as well. And you've seen as as you said, we raised the money for the 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 fine that, that was given to us, you know. And why is that a fine that you wave a Palestinian flag? How's that how's that a thing that you get a fine for that? How did that manage to creep in? It's it's mind-boggling, but it just seems to be like, and if you reverse that, if we all had Israeli flags and we waved them, there would have been no fine. No, exactly. You know, there's there's bigger, there's bigger, um, there's bigger things at work here, Joe. It's just as if, you know, like as I said earlier on, you know, you know, we've had these, these crowds coming out, all lives matter when they were trying to have a go at the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. But like now we have like I don't hear them coming out, but all this all lives matter. I don't hear them coming out, but the Palestinian lives. So yeah, but I didn't think I I knew exactly where they were coming from anyway. But yeah. it just seems to me that you know, and it's shameful. And I suppose now because because Joe, we have. Um, social media and we can tap into other news channels that you know like when we were growing up you, you watch the BBC news or we would have the RTE news here that would be it we now have other news channels and other news outlets sharing these stories but it, it's it's it, it's not even a case of like taking sides it's a case of right or wrong it's wrong mm-hmm. to kill innocent children in, yeah. in, any, in anywhere in the world and yeah the silence is definite from certain quarters. Yeah. You know? I know, and, and, and as I said, it's it's, it's not, I don't, we don't want Celtic to be <laughs> telling everybody what our political stance is, because that's mental, because the whole ground has got a different political stance. But generally, deep down, 
we, we, we come from Irish immigrants. We know what it's like to be treated differently and be not be told that you're you're scum, you're you're not you're you're second class and all the rest of it. You know, that, that's where we come from. That's where that's where we are. And people who maybe are not for that background embrace that with Celtic. And, and if you don't like that and, and try to make it out as, as if or something different, well, you're kidding yourself. Because that's what we are as a support. That's what we are as a club. But I agree that the the the, the board aren't the ones to shout it. I'm, I'm fine with that. We can still shout it, but they shouldn't be shouting it against us because we're shouting it. It's, yeah. That's a crazy situation. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And then there was on on Sunday um, in in Glasgow in Georgia Square. There was there was a solidarity um, rally for, yes. for for the Palestinian people, which was peaceful. And I saw some of the pictures, and I saw the square after it was it was quite clean, which was a little different, Joe, to what the people of Glasgow had to put up a. 24 hours earlier and the one thing that sticks out with me Joe because I knew I know you know history history told us only a few months ago what they were going to do but the fact that businesses that have been closed down during COVID weren't allowed to open their doors the Celtic shop had to close the Irish bars had to close Italian restaurants had to close people couldn't go into their city for a meal Joe this is madness the big you know, this is I, this is the police and the people in power's fault. Yeah, but the, the, this is what gets me about it. Was I celebrate all the one? That's it. The one. That's it. We can argue things about the, the football side. Not celebrate it all you want. Of course, that's what happens. But if we're over at Ibrox, why is why is it not get there? Well, of course, they should. The crowd shouldn't have gathered. But we knew it was going to happen. But why then bring them into the city centre? They basically tracked them all into the city centre. That is absolutely ludicrous. They done it the first time when when they won the league. The league was won. They actually escorted them from Ibrox into the centre, and then do it again. That is that is just mind boggling. You know, during even during the pandemic, when it wasn't a pandemic, we couldn't even. Get a parade going down the gallery, and, to, and to not even to go into the heart of the city centre, just go down to uh, the cross where basically all the cell pubs and where we'd all be and have a party. They, they stopped that. And they're just saying, how can they stop that? But escort them from one part of the city right into the heart of the city centre. And it's, there's a lot of arguments about uh, the police, the government, and and, or the two of them, but this, these things are ongoing f- for years, and, and you take it back to how the Orange Order are, are, are allowed to march wherever they want, and, and because there's been a wee bit upset that they can't do it now, there's a, there's a thing called Protestant Lives Matter and stuff like that, you're saying, it's fucking real, you know, it's... <laughs> it's <laughs> they're getting etched away whether they think is the right to do and whatever they want and the previous Labour administrations to the SNP now to the Scottish media are scared to call them out they're absolutely terrified to, to call them out that's what it is and they have to call out Joe because the, the, you know, the anti-Irishness and the anti-Catholicism we know it's there okay 
We know because I, I go over quite a lot. You know because you live there. But people to be saying to me, like, in the building I'm in here today, it, it was brought up to me today. A few people said about, and then I said, Marie, into it. And then they're coming back saying, oh, I read that Anthony you sent me. And I didn't know like it was that bad. I'm like, well, what did you think it was? Like, you know, uh-huh. like, it, it's, and it's institutionalized. It's acceptable. It's acceptable yeah. to, to be up to the knees and Fenian blood. You know, it's acceptable to, to you know, to show fuck the Pope. And then, I don't know if it's, if it's been doctored, but then I see this, this video on Twitter of Kamara, who's been racially abused in the group that are singing, allegedly, fuck the Pope. Uh-huh. And I'm going, like, one, who's, who's leaked it? you know first of all and two like how stupid are people yeah you know but 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 where where that's doctored or not is uh, add in everything else that's happened over the weekend with all the sectarian um, and anti-Irish and and, stuff that's been on with with George Square etc and all the the fighting and damage and businesses shut (sighs) The, the orange order have never been addressed in Scotland. Never, ever been addressed in Scotland. Uh, the, the, the numbers are dwindling. When I was younger, city centre, when on their big day, the week before they go up the island, um, the numbers were unbelievable. Where I was brought up was flute bands and accordion bands all over the, the scheme. It must have been about six. I think there's two now, or one. You know, so the numbers are dwindling. Young people are looking at it and going, well, this is not for me, this is crazy. But it's taking time. But it shouldn't have to be that young people are coming through like that. This, these people should be addressed straight away. An organisation, you know, anti-Catholic organisation allowed to march you know, through the streets and bang their drums about it. It's a, it's just a crazy thing. See, if I was to start tomorrow, somebody says, I'm going to start the Orange Order and celebrate Battle of the Boy in 1690 and all that stuff. And uh, I think it'd be a good way of doing that. Maybe even ask for some grants as well towards it and all the rest of it. I think we'll get a wee mob and we'll do it. People are going, you know, if can't go and do an anti Catholic organisation in March the Streets. That's basically, they started it now, everybody got that. It's crazy. We've moved on. This is twenty twenty one. These things shouldn't happen. If it happened, we all know. If it happened to any other race or or people uh, or religion, it'd be hammered, absolutely hammered. But it ain't. And in the day, I read something on Twitter. Some somebody said all these marches and things should be banned on both sides. Both sides. I think I've seen one Hibernian walk in my life. And that was in Carfin. I've never seen, if you want to take it, that the flip for the oranges is, is the Hibernian walk. I don't see big Hibernian walks mar- marching down the middle of Glasgow uh, celebrating stuff and, and buying the drums in the, the prodies and all the rest of it. You ain't seen it. But then it's added in, it's, oh, it's the uh, Republican marches. So a political view is now the, the opposite of the anti Catholic orange order movement. I, I don't get it. That's, that's no. That isn't the flip of it at all. No, oh, it's like it's like um, 
it's like you know the the, 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 the the thinking and the logic behind it is we haven't moved we're never going to move on you know we are the people and mm. and, and everyone else you know is beneath yeah. us and, see, and it's, what it's, I seen Joe sorry Joe what I seen in the videos I seen I wasn't in Glasgow but the videos I saw Joe right it's you know if I've seen some Rangers fans coming out and distancing themselves from it have there's been people on social media, but I've seen I've seen one um, journalist and he was calling it out on, on LinkedIn, and oh. this Rangers fan got on and said, "Oh, you should be on Facebook with this and all that." And you know, I've said, I, I said to him, I says, uh, "So the, this is a business. This is for the business community who couldn't open their shops and couldn't open their pubs and couldn't open their restaurants in a city centre, a city centre." It wouldn't happen anywhere else in the world, Joe. It yeah, wouldn't have happened in London. Yeah. The, the the thing that worries me about all that kind of side and, and that their way of thinking is the ones that worry me are the intelligent folk, guys like Donald Finlay and stuff like that, who's a great guy in the courts and all that. You see him very intelligent and all that. And these guys, these are the ones that worry me that, they still think about things like that. You know, he's very much fucked the Pope and all that and he he, he got caught doing uh, uh, the sectarian karaoke when he was when he was uh, with Rangers at the time. And these guys worry me, people who are quite intelligent that can see by it. You know, and I've, I've had it through my life because uh, not so much, uh, as you know, I'm, 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 I'm an atheist, but I was probably Catholic and then when I I decided that was what I wanted to be was an atheist. That's that's it. But I've had it all my life. My mother's had it all my life, and I've had it through work. I've had it through football. I've had it through association with people and all that. And it's <laughs> people kind of think that's a myth, but it's not. You know, it's it, it's happened, and it still does. Yeah, and like. As I said, Joe, you know, like the the, pub, the pubs are closed down, and the first one I seen was Conley's, and you know, two weeks previous I see them opening back up, and I see the excitement of the staff, the management, mm. the Pontos, you know, I see McCool's, I see you know the lads outside McCool's, I, I see the most side traders tavern, I see people out, and I'm going, oh, I can't wait, I just can't wait because we open up on the seventh of June over here, and I just mm. can't wait because. Use it that little bit ahead of us, and um, I did sneak over. I did sneak over um, into County Down and uh, enjoyed a few quite points in a beer garden. So um, I bought the red. I did break it, and um, uh, within I think at three points, Joe, within a half an hour, and uh, within a couple of hours, I had to go. I just made a big of myself. It was, and um, but I said, I know, um, I, I, I won't go back there. I'll, I'll, I'll try and hold out until, um, un- until, until the, um, the seventh. It's a Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, and um, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, just well, we're still under Glasgow and Morrie are still under the same restrictions. Everywhere else has been lifted that you can drink and eat inside and drink and drink inside. But Glasgow and Moray up in the Highlands, they they 
we are, we are still in the same level. So we actually can't go inside and drink in the pub. We can still drink outside, but not inside. And when is that so, going to be lifted, Joe? Well, I don't know, because it's just announced at the weekend there. Um, there's too many cases it's happened so um, I don't know when it's going to hopefully hopefully they'll look at it at the end of the week but I just think with everything that's on at the weekend I, I can't see the numbers going down you know it's um, so it might be a couple of weeks yet so you, you mean the, the spread of COVID by bottling your fellow Celtic or your fellow football fans you know beating right. them up yeah I know it, it, like you know, you know, you know it we stand, but if it's not on the fight where we battle each other. <laughs> the battle of COVID Square at the weekend, yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, and, and I know a lot of John, like the, the antics of them is just like, like if you've not on the fight with you know, fight with each other. I say to people in Manchester with the lawyer that wasn't in Manchester again, you know, uh, it's like, it's like, I, I get it, we're not saints, you know, I'm a good. People in our support as well, but when we win, we all head back to the ground and, and we head for certain areas or people go back to where they come from and the back to their, their schemes or whatever. We head into McCool's in that area and everybody splits up and we're all celebrating. We're not out looking for anybody. We don't go in mass and, and march together and go, let's go right in the city centre and we know the pubs are down there and know the area. We just go, we all want to go and be with our friends, with the people we know and people we, we share our company with and pubs and bars and, and go to your favourite bars and talk about it and just have a right good night. And I, there, there, are, there is a bit of trouble. There's always a bit of trouble in sex sales, but it's not purposely generated by making it happen and by taking them all into the sex centre, which was done there. That That was unbelievable nonsense. Yeah, you know, if, if you... Like, the old song, like if you cannot bait right rovers, they just bait each other up, don't they? They just, <laughs> just, they just bait each other up, like you know. Um, what else have I got, Joe? Here, yeah, we were talking about pubs, right? So you're gonna have you been down to McCool's for a, a beer garden point? I'm not at the beer garden point. I've, I've been down seeing Nicky a couple of times and uh, just having a chat during the day, just to see how things are going and stuff. Um, but I. I'm not, unless the weather's absolutely brilliant, I'll sit outside and have a drink. But when I was underage drinking, I wouldn't go out in that weather for a beer. <laughs> the Glasgow <laughs> yeah. summer. I know. I said that to a mate the other day. I said, you're off your head. You're pissing rain. You're, you're curried underneath a wee umbrella thing and, and the wind's blowing a gale. I said, oh, I didn't even do that when I was 15. Oh, I'm going to do it, Joe. I don't care if it's snowing. <laughs> I was like, ah, at that age, I'm not going to do that. And certainly not, still not going to do it just now. But I can wait and I want to enjoy my mate's company when I do go out and have a beer. I want to enjoy the beer. I want to be, want to see the staff and, and interact with the staff and have that whole, the whole feeling that we miss about being in pubs. It's a wee community, isn't it? You know, it's... And I see the I see the Armalara on social media again now. They're getting the place ready. That's another one of your haunts, Joe. Yeah, well, they they were they were meant to be opening this Thursday. Uh, they 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 oh, that that was a, today was meant to be an official day, but they were they were opening Thursday for it. And sadly, Dave and I had to cancel it because obviously you can't drink outside. You know, you can't have a, a beer inside with your foot. So he's had to knock it on the head and. 
I think I think that's going to be two weeks or something. But it's it's difficult for people like that. You know, great boozers, great people, and are in it, and it's 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 a hard slog, but. Yeah, I know. I know when when we're um, allowed to travel, um, they're telling us in this. It's telling us. I see the the Thomas was out today saying that you know it's going to be August at the earliest. Yeah. So, but once once I can get the as I said, I'm going to have me me vaccine and hopefully both of them within the next four weeks. But once I get back, Joe, um, you better you better book a bit of time off work because I'm coming, I'm going to Brazen Head, I'm going to the Art Hotel, I'm going to the Admiral, I'm going to the Kills, I'm going to Traders, I'm going, I am, I'm going to do, you know, like, what did they do that, this is the 12 pubs of Christmas they do, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be doing the 24 pubs of Glasgow. I know, mate. I'll, fly, I'll fly in on the first flight, flight in the morning, and I'll fly out on the last flight the next day. I don't care if there's a football game on or not. I just want to get... I just want to go on, like, you take it for granted, Joe, you know, match day, yeah, go to game, go for a few points here and go for a few points there and I'll meet you there. You know, it's it's like, it's like alien now to me because it's been that long. I'm just so looking forward to match day, going to my kills, meet my, the mates. We all got the game together, Nicky, Paul, Ian and I, up the game together, come back in after the game, talk about it, a few beers and then go, but we better head now because we've got a gig that night. Football mates, pub, gig, all in one day. Brilliant. You know, we took it for granted. It was so good. We'd done it so often. It was just... And, and next thing you know, it's half two in the morning and you've had a great day out and you're thinking about going home. Anyway, that, that is just a brilliant day out. Absolutely brilliant day out. Wake up the next morning. Well, you're a vegetarian, but I'd wake up the next morning in a hotel in Glasgow with a kebab on the pillow beside me. <laughs> Yeah, follow film, you've got a right vegetarian. <laughs> Joe, uh, like, just back to Celtic uh, before we, we wrap up. Uh, Scott Brown's gone, great servant, um, but he's gone on to new pastures. But we've still, we've still, as, as we record, we've still no man. <laughs> I, I feel for Scott Brown, I mean, he's been a great captain, great, great player for us, and, all, and he's, you're thinking, into this last season going for okay, everything that's happening I'm not saying it's the same but he's had his poorest his poorest season with us ever um, it's, uh, that's, that's quite sad uh, he's just he's just not been not been in the races at all I thought at the beginning of the season well not beginning but at least a couple of months into it I thought he might grab the team on the park and pull it together a wee bit I just I just never seen it from him Um no, and I thought oh, it'll come later, you know. Just this uh, all season, I think he's been very poor. Uh, you don't see it's you don't. It's like we're watching it on the TV, so you're not seeing the whole game. So you don't. The camera's not following him. You see how he's trying to pull the team together. So uh, the camera's following the ball. So it's hard to judge what he was doing when he's not in possession and and or, and try to pull the team together. So I don't know about that. But I just felt he had a terrible season. His worst season ever for us. And uh, that's a bloody shame going out like that. Yeah. But what well, well, I said, and, and that, it doesn't take away anything else, but I would rather see him get out in a high, you know, and it's, it's quite sad seeing him get out in a low, you know, yeah. but everything he's... And, and also the stuff he's put up with. You know, he's put up with a hell of a lot of grief. And... Um, 
just kind of come back to me in the day about just talk about Ibrox and stuff like that when we went to Ibrox and some of the abuse he got there even just going into the ground uh, and this was this was when Covid was on and it was the cops and he was getting shouted and abused that and he's put up with a hell of a lot and uh, he's, he's been a great servant for us and uh, I said just poor that he's went out this season really poor yeah and and Joe, um, not only have you no manager here, but he's going to need, I've said it before, he's going to need a magic wand because the Champions League is going to be very, very tough to get to get through either ends because you're up against champions of countries. Yeah. You yeah. know, and uh, like, I'd say we're possibly the worst team who, who have come through the non-champions route to be in the qualifiers yeah. because confidence is low. You know, nothing, as you say, the other day was like a walking game of football. Yeah. There's just well, no, no beat in the There's no, yeah, there's no beat. Even when we've got not bad, a not bad squad and a Celtic squad, we still got these games really poor, these qualifying games. And that's with a kind of Celtic squad and a kind of nucleus. Out of that team, and it played on uh, the weekend, they start there against Hibs. We've got low knees. But the players are certainly going to be there next season. And then when you count all them, okay, you can't talk about about six, eight players, and you're going, well, who do we keep out of the squad? It's easier to actually count the players that we're going to maybe keep or want to keep. So whoever who comes in, whoever, we're still waiting. Um, it's quite an unbelievable job. It might make a couple of signings. You're kind of hoping that it is, it is how they're going. And he's looked at it and he's made his decisions and he's he said to the new CEO, this is where I want to go, this is what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. Any other business or any right-minded fan would think that's what's happening. But it is Celtic, so we don't even know if that is happening. And that is quite frightening that we're going into next season uh, kind of so blank. Um, it's... I just kind of think it's going to be a massive rebuild. And yeah, and, 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 and Joe, even domestically, you know, the winners next year go automatically into the Champions League. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think that, that's a huge, that like, like, that's what, you know, you know, if the board, you know, and we've kind of been guilty, Joe, as, as, well, the people running the club have kind of been guilty of, well, let's just wait and see if, if we qualify for the Champions League and then we'll buy a player. Yeah, best and two qualify, and if we don't get in, should we sell one of our best players anyway? But they don't have the assets. They, like maybe Aya might get a few quid from Eddie. They might get a few quid, from, but they won't get like they won't get the money that I think they would have maybe got last year. And I, and I, like you know, like when they cashed in on Tierney, like that was like that that kept them them belly. So. The, it looks like Eddie's away anyway. He didn't look too interested anyway. So they'll probably cash in on him. But you look through what you try to squad this. There's no one going to be queuing up to buy a lot of the others. Yeah. You know? No, I think, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the guys will get a move if they want to move. You know, the, there was plenty of want to move at the start of the season. And uh, if guys want to move, they shouldn't be there. Simple as that. It's, yeah. it's, on, it's on the player's mind, even if. He does say, oh, I'll stay on then. It's still in their mind that he don't want to be there. Um, but the I think they're even going into domestically next season. Teams will have a go at us because they know how vulnerable we'll be. They know we're uh, trying to build something. And 
that, that's when you attack, you know, so you have a go. Teams aren't scared of Celtic. Um, don't really want teams to be scared of Celtic, but I want them to worry when they play and think, oh, this team's better than us, we need to do stuff. And they, they, they always think they've got a chance against us now. That's a worrying thing that we need to try and uh, get over. You know? And I think as well, obviously if fans were at the game, I think I don't think they, a lot of these performances would have been allowed. Uh, they would have certainly known about it. Then they maybe hopped up their ideas and obviously the board wouldn't have got away with it because we'd been out with the pitchforks outside the the, the main stand having a go at them as well uh, with the goings on the last season so I think probably Celtic will be if they, if they don't have it in order what I said about a plan and, and it's the, the plan's been taken apart just now and previous weeks if they don't have that in line they'll, they'll be screaming for fans not to get into the ground because we'll, we'll go crazy mm-hmm. we really will because they're unaccountable just now because they can't they can't really do anything other than shout about it but we're not shouting directly at them they're not facing it yeah no it's it, look Joe it's it's. I, I, I wrote this week you know the null and void season because <laughs> it, was, it was Peter Hooten was on, on Soccer AM and he was going oh, it's a null and void season it doesn't matter because there's no fans there <laughs> you know and he yeah. was just making light hard of, of how how bad Liverpool had been um, his team but look We've been over this ground many times, every time we chat. Uh, it was great to have you on again, Joe. And hopefully um, the next time you come on, we have a manager and we have a plan. I know. And, talk about uh, because, like, it's amazing, Joe. Like, a week ago, um, there wasn't, like, there wasn't a lot to talk about because we, we hadn't, you know, and then within a week, and it's all stuff that's happened off the football field. You know, the madness, yeah. the madness that's happening in the world you know, in Palestine and the the, the madness we wit- we witnessed Saturday evening in, in, in a in a cosmopolitan city centre where mm. hugs were allowed to take it over and businesses weren't allowed to open. You know, it's 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 been mental and but yet there was plenty to talk about. So hopefully Joe will have you on um, before next season starts. And I think we're gonna take some we're gonna keep going, I think, with bits and pieces until um, probably June till the pubs up, and then yeah. then it's going to take some well, time well, and hopefully come back for pre-season. Here's hope. Here's hope we can get it a lot more light-hearted than it was today. It was a bit yeah, it was, it was it was it was a bit of a, but that's just the way the conversation went. Sometimes it has to be. You know that's the way we go anyway. If we're standing in a pub, that's what we're talking about. So yeah, uh, and you, uh, maybe now the next few hours if we were in a boozer we'd be talking about music and having a wee dance and carry on and all that but there are serious things just now and it's uh, they have to be discussed and they have to be addressed and to people who maybe think oh Celtic uh, I, don't, I don't want Celtic to be involved in any politics or whatever I get that I totally get that it's up to yourself but you need to remember some people do see it as a, a voice and where we come from it's always kind of been a voice and representing who we are yeah of course Joe of course and hopefully the next time Joe we'll talk and I see I see there's a festival coming off in Glasgow and uh, actually Paul Malloy got a DJ gig and um, the Acid Ultras nicking the boys on the gig at us so you know maybe we might be sneaking in the back door Joe in August or September when that happens 
Don't really like doing that. Anything to sneak in. <laughs> oh, the guest list. I love the guest list. <laughs> Joe, thanks very much. You've been a, it's been great talking to you during the season, both on this and on the podcast and on um, just privately. So uh, I look forward to getting an appointment with you soon. Yeah, and love to your beautiful wife. Uh, thank you very much. You know, you know what? Uh, yeah, thank you, Joe. And um, I like say, same to your beautiful wife, Jackie. <laughs> Folks, thanks very much for listening. And if you'd like to support us, you can do so by visiting CelticFansing.com where you can become a member, subscribe, buy or donate for the price of a pint. Don't forget to visit Celtic Fanzine TV on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. And thank you so much for all the support and thank you for listening and reading. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.